Welcome to episode 10 of I Can Ship It. We're your hosts. I'm Annette. And I'm Ashley. And today we're going to be talking about our uh, one of our favorite shows. We have a lot of favorite shows, if you haven't learned already. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about Killing Eve, why we love it, why sometimes it gets on our nerves, and anything else that pops to mind. But as of today, matter of fact, because of today, um, all the entertainment news and things that have dropped, we're going to start a new little segment. Um and we're going to be called, we're thinking, we're just going to call it Queer News and Notes. Um, we may come up with something better. We don't know. But right now, that's what we're doing. And we'll start it off with the first thing that happened to us today is the Charlie's Angels trailer drop. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know if there is going to be an LGBTQ plus character in it at all. But Kristen Stewart is in it. And she and... looks hella gay, y'all. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, okay, we're going we gonna to take a pause right there. She looks hella gay. Like, legit. Yeah, so, 100%. I'm just saying. It is just, exactly. I'm not going to lie. Like, K- K-Stew made me feel a lot of things in this trailer today. <laughs> I am not ashamed. <laughs> That's, wait. So, how you had the same thought about Kesu, I don't know what her name is, but I will be finding out this afternoon. The Her partner, um, uh-huh. the, the British chick? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Girl, I got you. Yes. I don't remember what her name was either. Yeah, oh, God. We're awful. We'll have to look this up. But um, I will learn. Believe me. I will learn. So, um, yeah. And, and, I mean, we get a female Bosley. How great. And it's Elizabeth Banks. Let's think about this. Come on. Well, I, I mean, love I mean, so far, there's just so much to like. And I just saw a, what, a minute-long trailer. Like, like yeah. you got K-Stu. You got the British chick whose name we're going to learn. You got <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Um, uh, I'm going to butcher this man's name, and I apologize. Is it Jimon Hansu? He's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he plays another Bosley because there's like multiple Bosley. I guess Bosley yeah. in this like universe is like a title. It's not the actual name, which if I remember perfect. reading correctly, which is very cool. Um, he's in it. And then, of course, the ever loving, wonderful Captain Picard himself. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is in this movie and I am all for it like this could be the worst movie ever and i'm still gonna see it like but it's gonna be so good and here's the thing they haven't forgot where they come from just in the trailer alone you can see nods to the originals Mm -hmm. i mean come on jacqueline smith that was an awakening for a lot of us and then also back to the drew barrymore cameron diaz and lucy luke like you see the costumes you see those outfits in there so as i and drew barrymore is executive producer on this thing so we're right. getting a continuation of the angels and i for one am here for it november 15th i will be in that theater with my popcorn and my drink waiting for case to just take me to town yeah i mean ditto um <laughs> but side note to that so a lot of people didn't really like the charlie's angels movies from you but know the I early loved, 2000s i, did. I, I loved, loved them. them i actually really enjoyed them and uh first of all that uh the last charlie's angels with demi moore as the bad guy Okay, oh you can't God. sit here and lie to me and say there wasn't a stirring of some feelings when she oh, popped. There was that a lot. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the beach scene. I'm just saying. Oh, oh yeah, we forgot to, to mention. By the way, Thirsty Thursday is in effect, y'all. So our mm-hmm. filter 
Mind you, we don't really have too much of one, but our filter that we usually have, however small it may be, is definitely going to be gone at some point in this episode. So, explicit content. Explicit? Yeah. I don't know. Just FYI, we probably will be cussing a lot this episode. So, anyway, Charlie's Angels, y'all. The new trailer for the new movie that's coming out. We're digging it. We like it. Um, Let's see. What else is on the docket for uh, Queer News and Notes? Julia Tina, we're getting a movie and we're getting their own series. Ah! <laughs> Girl, I don't speak Spanish, but I'm about to learn. Yes. Habla Espanol, <laughs> for sure. Oh, my God. Like, I, wait. So, I'm sitting in my cubicle, ridiculously conservative Scottsdale, Arizona. And my phone lights up. And lo and behold, who is it? It's Annette. It's me. You know, I had a busy day today, so... I haven't been really been on Twitter as much as I usually am during the day. But she's like, girl, have you heard? And I'm like, what is going on? And she sends me this, like, Instagram snap, or I don't know what this was, tweet that she didn't took a snapshot of. And I'm, like, reading it, and I'm like, okay, I see who it is. And I'm like, okay, then, you know, it's a great picture, you know, happy. Then I start reading the, the little thing underneath, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? We getting a movie? Holy shit. And then Annette tags me on Twitter, and then I start, really start digging and going down the rabbit hole on that. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, queer Jesus. I'm telling Lesbian you. Lesbian Jesus. All, they the, get, all here. above has blessed us today. They've got the series. And, and on Twitter, you can find it. Look at the Julia Tina tag. We'll tweet it out. We'll, you know, put it out there. They've got an app. They want you to download. They want your opinion. Where do you want to see the series go? Where do you want to see from these two? Um, you know what? I'm ready for any and all of the above. Anything they want to do together, they can just look at each other and breathe and I'm happy. Okay. This is the only, the only thing I have to say, and I believe a lot of people will agree with me, as long as one of them doesn't get killed. If you, Lord, mm, I'm gonna tell you Do. right now, I'm not that far from Mexico. So if y'all kill one of these two, so help me Jesus, I will be south of the border protesting with everybody else because I know I ain't gonna be the only one that's pissed. Well, you'll off. start a caravan going there. Off. So yeah. So just that's the only thing you can do. Whatever else, I I really don't care. Like I'm here for it. Just don't kill them off. You if you just don't fall into the trope, I'm I'm good. Just don't do it. That's all. That's, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't do it. Anyway, we totally were blessed today with the uh, Juliatina, and I'm very excited. I know Annette's very excited, and you know Twitter is like blowing up right now from their excitement. So um, yeah, that's that's just. Wonderful news. And then Annette hit him with the biggest news of the day. Yes. And this one I broke her just before we started. Yes. Um, our precious binge worthy one day at a time has yes. been saved. Like we everybody has been tweeting, writing letters, anything that they can do to try to save this show after Netflix canceled it. Because this is one of those that is just happy. It's positive. It's great representation for minority um whether it's people of color um also lgbt issues and it's family friendly you can watch it and pop tv has saved that and we yes. will get to see the familia continue on I and mean, pop tv yes. pop tv shout out to pop tv because first of all if you've never seen Shit's creek watch it because it was on at least in the united states i don't know where it's in canada but in the united states it was on pop tv so mm-hmm. pop tv knows a good series when it sees one because the show is great like if you've never seen it you need to watch it it's it's such a good show 
like just like Annette said, just such positive representation, you know, for LGBTQ, for people of color, um, veterans. I mean, there's a lot of mental health. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of positive representation in the show. It's funny. I mean, it's like it it's a dramedy, more so a comedy than the drama side of things. Um, you know, it it's it's, it's very good. endearing. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you will love everybody. It's exactly. just one of those things like, oh, it feels like it's part of your family. It makes you happy and gives you that little comfortable feeling. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect, perfect definition of what the show is, a perfect um exp- explanation for it. So Oh my god! I like literally. That's like the best news. I've I've had a shit day, and this is like the best news I've had today. Was the fact that one day at a time got picked up. Also, oh, other news too. Um, Orange is the New Black. Uh, their final season, which oh, it's kind of sad. Their final season airs on July twenty sixth. Um, so July is gonna be a pretty big month for Netflix, mm-hmm. y'all. Um, I can't believe it's over. Like you know, they had some them some bumps as far I'll as I'll be honest go, with you, but it just like. I'm only halfway through season five because when Pusey died back and mm. forth, I had mm. to shut it off because I, I'm mm. one of those people that if you kill my favorite, I will shut it off. The only time I didn't do it was when Dana got killed on the L word. And I was just like, you know, first time it ever happened to me, I stuck with the show, stuck it out. And I do love L word. Don't get me wrong. But mm. for, I, that took such a toll on me mentally physically emotionally that if i get really invested in a character and they kill them i just shut it off like i can't do it and that happened with me with pusey and then with leslie shea from chicago fire those two deaths upset me so bad i could not continue to watch the show for a while with chicago fire i've never turned it back on but orange is the new black i've ventured here and there but yeah i don't know when i'll ever make it to the end of it Mm. yeah um i you know i've watched every season faithfully like I said, it had it's definitely had its ups and downs, um, but I, I've it, overall I've enjoyed it. I just have to say I want at least three things out of the final season. I want Vossman to be happy and free out of prison. Um, and ironically, a lot of people may not agree with this one, but I kind of do. I kind of dig. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Sorry, Annette. spoiler alert. Um, I want Alita and I want Alita. And um, I can't think of his name, but he's the, the head prison guard um, at the Max prison. I want them to to actually like make it work. Like I want them to be together and her to be happy. Cause like I mean, she's done a lot of shady shit mm-hmm. just from the flashbacks that we've seen and everything. But I feel like a lot of that is because she's never really had somebody who genuinely cares for her and is not right. using her for something. And this hope hopefully this does not change and it. it it ends up being what we think it is. He seems to genuinely care for her. And so I'm really hoping that that works out. And then three, um, I want um, Tasty. <laughs> I do love uh, Tasty. Yeah. I want Tasty to be um, exonerated for what she gets her extra sentence for. Sorry, Annette. I don't want to spoil it for you because that's kind of a okay. big part. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I want her to get exonerated for that. So uh, those are the three top three things that I want for this show when by the time it ends that's what i want to be done and the happy endings at least i mean no show always has happy endings i get it but that's what i want so but yeah as long as that works out i'll be very happy if it doesn't i'll be a little pissed off if i don't get all three but beggars can't be choosers so i'll take what i can get but yeah (laughs) um that's all i got you got anything else did we miss anything that's all i got i think we can get into killing eve here all right well then that's gonna do it for uh queer news and notes 
So I think now we can go ahead and dive headfirst into Killing Eve. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, people. We are going to be discussing Killing Eve season one and two. We're just having a conversation about it, so spoilers will actually pop up. So if you don't want to know, turn this off right now. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Um, Annette, do your thing, girl. All right. So Killing Eve, we have talked about it on our five binge-worthy shows. Um, but it is, it's a BBC show. So it's set, it's British, and it deals with um, Eve Palastri and then our lovable, little bit kooky assassin Villanelle. And they are, the setup of it is, it's a, it's a game of cat and mouse. It's very psychological. It's got thriller, but it is one of the funniest shows you will ever watch in your entire life. <laughs> um, the fact that they made this assassin so funny and lovable, it's great. Um, they do, they become obsessed with each other. And, you know, we've we've got two seasons so far. Um, we've just finished to know exactly where they're at at this point. Don't know if we all like it. I know I don't. Um, but there's always been this undertone of them trying to be together, trying to be a couple. And when I say a couple, it's not this sense of, oh, honey, let me hold your hand while we walk down the street. No, 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 no. Th- this would be like Bonnie and Clyde to the next level, okay? Yeah. Um, they, you know, Eve is... Uh, well, she works at MI5 when it starts, but she becomes an MI6 operative. And she's tasked with hunting down this assassin that they didn't know who she was to begin with. And they didn't even know it was a she. They just suspected this assassin might be a woman. Eve had this theory, because she's obsessed like most of us are with true crime, that she had strung together these murders that seemed to be one-offs and a little, you know, innocuous and didn't have anything to do with each other. But that's what she thought was the pattern. And... She takes that theory to Carolyn, who is a badass, and I don't know if she's good or bad or in between. I don't know. Carolyn is just Carolyn. I mean, you know, I don't know how to describe that one, actually. But um, she uh, makes the mark that she thinks it's, it's a woman. And from there, Carolyn sets her up with her own little team for her to track down this assassin and figure out who's doing these murders because it's all these high-level people. And that's where we take off at, and we get to follow their journey into what just, you know, ended in season two. Um, You know, like, like thinking back on season one with Carolyn, because, y'all, Carolyn is, she's an awesome character, but shady as fuck. She is. And I'm kind of like, well, did she know that Villanelle was actually the one doing the killings and just kind of set Eve up for a great, for a fall, you know, essentially? down the line that's that's what i don't know and that's where i'm with you on that because watching how that progressed and we do know Mm -hmm. from season one that carolyn actually was in the prison she knew villanelle was in there because she met with the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend that villanelle had ran over whoops well then she Um, met villanelle too so yeah Yeah. so um, it's i don't know like i don't know and the I, thing is, I always, from w- watching season one as we went into season two, I kept thinking that Carolyn was using Villanelle to set Eve up to become an assassin because she had the psychological profile that would be needed to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't bother her. She could do her thing, you know. And I thought that they were going to use her as an assassin within, within MI6 to take care of their, you know, the British state enemies. Um, that ain't basically what like. <laughs> or like maybe or maybe there was like a fallout with the twelve, you know, the, the mm-hmm. overall, you know, 
villain the organiza- or organization or what none you know. of us know who's in it or what they're doing actually yeah and so maybe mi6 was using the 12 to do these political assassinations or powerful people assassinations and they were setting eve up to basically start her own 12 for lack of a better like 12 organization you know um mm-hmm. so i kind of thought that and then but then after watching season two i'm like so did you just set her up for a fall like to be a fall guy because it's kind of what it seems like. But with Carolyn, you don't know. Like, you just, you can't figure her out. She's not an easy person to figure out. So it's kind of hard to to say, you know, one way or the other. And, of course, we could be completely wrong. And it's something, yeah. you know, totally innocuous that we didn't even think of that we're just missing, you know. But it's, I mean, that's the good thing about the show is it keeps you guessing. Like, boring tv shows where you can figure everything you're not gonna watch it like i i at least i know for me when it comes to watching television if i can figure everything out way too early i'm gonna get bored with it very fast and i won't finish watching it yeah like that and you're that's not gonna figure anything out on this no matter exactly. where you think you know they're going mm-hmm. and they may lead you down that path then all at once it's like oh they're gonna take a quick turn on you and that's going nowhere i yeah. mean it yeah. is I mean, all of her kills. Like, I feel like season one had better kills for me. <laughs> I mean, that sounds awful. Um, they, they had more of a flair, more of a style to them. Mm-hmm. It could be the difference in the writers and the showrunners for the different seasons. But um, it was just, I don't know. Villanelle, I, 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 I did like season one better. I do enjoy season two. I thought yeah. in season two, the way it was advertised to us and the way that they promote everything... It was, you know, they asked straight up, ask, can these two be one killer couple? Okay, they let us down this road of thinking we were going to get us some Eve and L together. We knew we were going to have, they were going to have to keep them apart for quite a bit of the season. That road that they took us to get there, I mean, I don't get it because the computer nerd that was ended up being an assassin and was trying to get Villanelle to work for him, I just don't buy it. Why the hell did we even go there? Come on, I know you got some feelings too. You know, I feel like we might lose some listeners over this, but I, you know, here's <laughs> the thing: a lot of people were pissed because they're like, "Oh, it's queer baiting," da 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 da, and I'm I'm still holding out my, mm-hmm. you know, I'm wait, I, my pitchfork and torch are still in the closet. Like I'm waiting to kind of see what happens in season three, you know, because this show is very twisty and turny. So yeah, when it's Again, spoiler alert, when Eve got shot, it's like, okay, did they set that up? Was that a revenge shot from Villanelle after being stabbed in season one? Um, you know, th- there's there's still so many questions. Like, yeah. And it, because it's not like a final, it's not like a final thing like they did with Lexa, like they did with you know, a lot of other queer characters that got killed. So there's so many questions surrounding that whole event that I'm kind of like, okay, maybe we're just missing something you know what i mean like so i'm i'm still holding out like i'm not I'm shouting queer baiting just yet you know um I, was i pissed absolutely but then after i kind of started thinking about it and realizing the, the type of show that it is and kind of how they set up a lot of stuff because the whole interaction with constantine and the whole interaction with um carolyn before the two before villanelle and eve took off it was weird it was you know it was just well, I don't yeah. know. It was just kind of and a I weird still, situation. I think, you know, Constantine throws out the fact, because Villanelle has always been under the assumption she's on her own. She has no family. Mm-hmm. And I have often wondered if Villanelle 
is not either related to Carolyn and Constantine, or if she, because we know Carolyn and Constantine, they had an affair way back in the day. Is that their child? Mm, yeah. I mean, I know. Because there, there's, look, there will be theories rolling for days on this stuff. But oh, yeah. I still think Villanelle's connected to Carolyn somehow, other than Carolyn just wanting to catch her. Yeah. No, I agree. I think there's definitely some, like, you know, secret, maybe she's a like, secret love child between Carolyn and Constantine. Like, maybe she's just Constantine's kid. Maybe she's just Carolyn's kid. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, um, we have no idea. And it would, it well, it would answer a lot of questions as far as, like, I know that Carolyn is, like, you know, was the ultimate spy and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, she was Look, during the Carolyn Cold War and all that kind like of stuff. James Bond, if James Bond would become M, you know, mm-hmm. that's what yeah, it, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. That's a perfect example. So, yeah. So she, I mean, and Carolyn is a badass. I mean, she was doing all this shit during the Cold War. So, you know, you have to be an extra badass to survive that whole debacle. So and it's like, okay, survive it as a woman. maybe, Let's yeah. think about it. Maybe there's something that we're just completely missing, which very well may be, and that explains a lot of what we saw in season two. Or it just could, like you said, it could just be, you know, new new writers, new showrunners, or whatever the case is. Could it be just that too? Like the whole billionaire guy thing. Like I was like, eh, that's kind of that's a bit of a stretch, but mm-hmm. I get. So here's here's my theory on that. So I think that the reason why we were introduced to that guy. It was more of like a sh- like a shadow game slash like shell game. Well, yeah. Because and the reason behind that is because he had that technology thing that the twelve were trying to get. And while you were concerned with the the bullshit that was happening with him, you weren't thinking about the overall pieces that were being put in place to set us up for season three. When I'm assuming we'll get more information on the twelve, because yeah, little because by little know. throughout the whole season, they would drop little nuggets about the twelve. But mm-hmm. not enough for you to really pay attention to, like really and truly pay attention to, because you were so concerned with this other assassin and this guy and all that stuff. But he was, to me, I think he was just a piece to be put in place to bridge us to get us closer to the 12. And the thing is, and this is why I always connect Carolyn with the 12, is because we know at the end of season two, Carolyn wanted Villanelle to kill this dude. But Mm -hmm. she had everything put in place so she could have the deniability when Villanelle went off the rails. She set Eve up to take this fall. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, has this been her, like you said, has it been her long game all along? I still feel like she was wanting Eve to, you know, cross that line, which Eve does cross that line. Yeah. But Eve, Eve got on my nerves the second season. I'm going to be honest. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because I know (laughs) if I would have voiced my opinion on Twitter, I'd have got crucified. But I'm glad I'm not the only person that had the exact same thoughts no you're not because honestly i feel like Eve would walk it right to the edge and then walk it back and i understand you know psychologically that's kind of how you go sometimes you're like okay if i go this far then i've crossed that line Mm -hmm. but eve's crossed a lot of these lines you know i mean i remember when she cut herself in season one when she you know went and interviewed the first witness that we come across in the pilot um you know, she meets Villanelle. She just starts doing all these things. She doesn't care because she becomes so obsessed. And you think she's obsessed with catching her. But she is so enamored with how she kills and how she does it. And she doesn't honestly care why. She just wants to know how she does it. And what is that feeling? And so she's she's used these kills of Villanelle's to get her kicks. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up... She's got this jackass of a husband let's face it he's born mustache needs to go um 
And she's always like stringing Villanelle along. Like Villanelle is definitely bisexual because we've seen her sleep with quite a few people, men and women. But she honestly, in her own little twisted psychotic way, she loves Eve. She really does. But Eve uses that to her advantage. And that was the one thing that we didn't really see in season one is she wasn't using her per se. But in season two, then she just, oh, she, in my opinion, she used her so much worse than it. I mean, it was toxic. And I know we're talking about an assassin and an MI6 operative, but I just could not deal with it. Well, yeah, um, I mean, the relationship is toxic. Yeah. It's like, okay, we recognize that it is very toxic. Like, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. Like, I, I get it. I recognize it. Like, I know what it is, you know, and I recognize it for what it is. But at the same time, like, Eve did. Eve did a lot of shit. I was just like, bro, what are yeah. you do- doing? Like, like the whole, you know, teetering across the line. All right, I get it. Human nature. You've always been taught, mm-hmm. no, no, this is wrong, blah, 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 blah. I get it. All right, cool. But just some of the, like, decisions that she made, and especially in the last episode, I'm not saying she deserved to get shot. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, I was kind of like, after I got over the initial shock, I was like, I mean, you kind of deserved it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean payback. Because she I mean, stabbed Villanelle in the end of season one. Well, she stabbed so. her. And then that whole teetering thing that she did the entire season about crossing mm-hmm. the line. It's like, bro, you don't already cross the line. You smash the line when you ask that dude in the back, okay? It's done. The line is gone. Now you need to be in survival mode, okay? Yeah. So... You're a, and Villanelle was like, yo, dude, you are a liability. Yeah, I, you know what? I'd have shot her too. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. gonna come with me and do your part and get your shit together, like, I get you're in shock and everything, but then you start backpedaling when you were like, like the whole gun thing. Okay. Yeah. So that whole fight scene, like, yeah, she had the gun. I get that. But, and that was manipulative on Villanelle's part too. But True if story. you think about it, like, I, I was kind of like, well, and then here's another thing. This is what also makes me, gets me thinking about maybe this whole thing, this whole shot was a setup. Was because, okay, if you're in a fight and you're really that scared for your life, which Villanelle clearly was not, then you'd have pulled out that gun and shot, tried to shoot mm-hmm. that guy. But at the same time, you run the risk of him turning around and taking the gun and shooting you or shooting Eve. So right. there's a lot of like things to weigh in there. Like they set it up to where they were like, well, you know, Villanelle did it to see Eve finally go over the edge. But- I mean, and how many even, times have we seen Eve ask her, how does it feel when somebody dies? You know, Eve asks her these questions. Mm-hmm. She wants to know this, all of this. And Villanelle's like, you know what? If you want to know, I'm going to show you. That's yeah, kind of my mentality. That's what I'm like. I mean, if she really wants to know, she's going to let her experience. There was her opportunity. She took, you know, she's like, take it. Yeah. Well, and then too, that guy, you know. Uh, he deserved to die. Name? Well, he totally did. What was his name? Was it Raymond? Raymond, yeah. Like Raymond, you know, he's like strangling villanelle she can't get out and this is even before she even saw eve she couldn't get out so at that point if she really wanted to use the gun she'd have used it because she was on her own until she saw eve and that was a whole different scenario but Mm -hmm. at that point when they first started fighting she didn't see eve like eve was not there she knows eve is a wuss so it's like okay i can shoot this guy and because her hands would have been free because she was holding Mm -hmm. his hands he was holding her so she could have easily took that gun out and shot him which again makes me believe that that bullet may not have been real so because like i it's a good just, point i mean and it, yeah because and that, if you, you think know about naturally it, eve freaks out as soon as it happens and Villanelle's like girl we got to get out of here and they're walking through i don't know some cavern some alleyway mm-hmm. that's hidden off and boarded up to get mm-hmm. to like these ruins in rome and, well, and, and see that's another thing, thing too, is, like, 
were yeah, people watching? Exactly. How did she how does she know to go these exact streets to the yeah. exact you know, all of this stuff? We never saw a debriefing with MI6. Mm-mm. You know, Constantine didn't hand her a map. So and I know she's probably been to Rome before, but if the twelve is after her, well, she we know she killed the, the first dude route. in in Tuscany, so I'm pretty sure she went to Rome then. Yeah. Well that's what I'm saying, but she wouldn't use the same routes to no. get as the or organization that she left who's trying to kill her so it, it doesn't there's a lot of stuff that doesn't add up you know as far as that whole catacombs thing which gets me thinking again that this was a setup because it, maybe that's the only way that he could get she could potentially get eve back to mi6 that's true you know or whatever you know what i mean like it seems it to just throw gets him, too to much throw him off yeah exactly exactly that that's what i'm thinking you know, like the the pieces are there. I mean, you can overanalyze everything and find what you want to see. Girl, this show. But like, you really I mean, I listen to about- there's the Killing Eve podcast where they recap just right after the show, and I listen to. And I mean, there there's theories that come on there, and I'm like, oh my god, what if? But then I'm thinking about my own, and it does. I mean, anything. This show can literally go anywhere, and that's why I continue to watch. That's why I love it is because. It's insane. We do have, you know, some queer content because, look, these ladies, they can smolder each other. I'm just going to say they will look at each other. It does not matter if it's hate in their eyes or what it is. There is some definite tension. Mm. And I just I I don't know. I think about season one. I think about season two. And you try to carry over because, I mean, they're still like, I mean, Kenny, Carolyn's son, he knows way more than what he's let on. Because, I mean, he warned if he's like, don't go to Rome. Mm-hmm. And girl wouldn't listen, so she went. But, and all this goes here's down. The thing. Another thing too is, yeah, was reassigned by who? His mama. So his mama knew that they were. Look, I mean, Carol. Mm-hmm. Carolyn knows a lot of shit. So she even knew. She probably knew that Kenny would tell Eve. I mean, it's it's just screams setup. It screams yeah. setup. Like just all of it. It just screams setup. Like, Kenny got, you know, Eve eventually fires him. He gets fired. He goes to another church. He quits or whatever. He ends up leaving Eve's team. Mama puts him on a different team. And that team is actually uh, investigating his mom, which is mm-hmm. a uh, huge conflict, conflict of interest. Like, what the hell was he up He already that? knew Mama was shady. So you mean tell me, he... yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. And then what the hell is up with Constantine's family? Like, he's been harping about this family who's now disappeared. And all we've ever seen is the little annoying kid. That's all correct. we've ever seen. But like all of season two, he's been trying to get to his family, trying to get to his family, and he never gets to his family because he's doing all this shit with MI6. So it's like, okay, has he been with his family this whole time? Like, what's what's going on? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's just there's so many questions. And I love the fact that there are so many questions because it makes it interesting and uh, um, you know. It, it, it just keeps it interesting. Like, it's not boring. It's not going to fit the status quo. So you'll get bored with it super fast and then not watch it anymore. Um, but, yeah. I mean, season two, I enjoyed it. Season one, I think, was way better. Um, and, and, and honestly, I think season yeah, one was so much case. better because we had never seen anything like this with women. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. usually guys get these roles. And mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, my God. And then you're sitting there and you're like, well, what the hell's wrong with me that I love an assassin? Because I'll be yeah. honest with you. Villanelle is my favorite. Like, yeah, I know she's killed people. I know, but you know what? Nature versus nurture people. This is the way she was raised. This is what she was taught to do from when she was little. And I just want the best for the girl. I'll be honest with you because she's had a shitty life. 
And yeah. I mean, you well, see, I can tell you why you like assassins. You do realize you know why you like assassins, right? I got, two, I got one word. I got one word for you. <laughs> I better know the word. I bet you do know the word. What's the word I'm thinking of right now? Shoot. Exactly. That's why you like assassins. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. That's exactly why you like assassins. You've been pre-programmed mm-hmm. to like to love assassins because we love us some shoot Amy Acker, Sarah Shahi. Can't go wrong. Oh, um, no. Nope. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I agree. With you. Like Villanelle, Villanelle has had some rough shit, but she's she's crazy. She's she's a psycho. She is. So, she is insane. You know, some of that stuff, it's like. And they put her in the world like this because of that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, and. I, I just, I don't know. I, guys, watch it, man. It's so good. Like, and it's such a binge-worthy show, like we said in our, our binge-worthy episode. Like, oh, it's, yeah. you can just sit and watch it and enjoy, you know, the constant barrage of just all this, like, spy thriller kind of, you know, spy mystery novel, you know, like, thing. Like, it's, it's just beautifully shot. Absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful oh, to yeah. watch, even if this isn't your thing. And the music. Like, they're always using, like, a French version or an Italian version of maybe some popular song that we know. I mean, like, I think it was the last episode of, I think it was the finale of two, where they used the um, Boots Are Made for Walking, but it was, like, the French version. Uh And, I mean, I was like, where can I get this? Like, I want a soundtrack because it's just phenomenal. I love, I love all the music in this show. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Eve, we're supposed to like her, and I do. I like her. I just didn't agree with a lot of what she did in season two because she was just so like spastic and i get why because she was you you know know, she's trying to hold on yeah she's Mm -hmm. trying to hold on to any kind of normalcy she has but come on when your stalker almost girlfriend sends you flowers with your name spelled out and you are so turned on you have to go bang your husband not that's not because she didn't want to it wasn't him she wanted what I mean, who and what? This bitch her wanted a dildo. That's exactly what happened, and he just happened <laughs> to be a woman. Like that's literally what happened. Like, and it happened twice. It happened twice in season two. Yeah. Like, okay, you know that's exactly. What I, speaking of dildo, um, <laughs> Nico, segue. man, I'm curious to see. Yeah, total segue. I'm curious to see what happens with him and that whole debacle because he's sitting up in a storage unit with a dead body. Yeah, Gemma is dead, and you know what? Because here's the thing, Villanelle knew if she killed Mustache over here, Eve would not forgive her for that. But Eve already wanted Gemma dead, so she'd forgive her for that. Yeah, that's where like, I'm at on that. I mean, she'd have been like, no, that's wrong. But then in the back of her mind, like, if you look at her face, she'd have been like, that's the breaks. Like, mm-hmm. like she wouldn't really, yeah, she really wouldn't give a shit. So, um, it, you know, and she even said that. Like, Villanelle, like you said, she actually said it in the episode. Yeah. So she was like, I can't kill you. Because Eve would never forgive her, on the other hand. <laughs> like, it was like, Gemma, girl, see, that's what you get for messing with somebody else's husband. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't care for Nico. Don't get me wrong. I don't care for him. But you should have left that. When when Eve was digging through your drawers and tearing your shit yeah, up, you that should have been your clue. I'd have been like, bro, you need to get out of my house. Yeah. Nope. I mean, he wouldn't have been there in the first place. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm not going to invite somebody's spouse into my unless it's like a danger thing you know but where you know it's what? like you kudos, need a safe kudos to Gemma because she's the only one on the show that has ever had any recognition or perception because as soon as she saw Villanelle she knew she'd seen this girl before like and right she... <laughs> right I mean... like Villanelle's Villanelle's like uh costume mm-hmm. and stuff like her disguises they are pretty good but at the same time she was like oh wait a minute 
wait, aren't you? And then she did the accent, and she was, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she recognized. And at that point, you should have been like, when she said, your voice is annoying, which was hilarious, because it was. Uh, true. Billy, I was like, your voice is annoying. <laughs> like, you should have just shut up. Like, don't even say nothing. Go find a corner in the store shed and shut up and let her do whatever she going to do to Nico. I'm sorry. Like, I get liking somebody a lot. We literally had a conversation about some crazy shit I was about mm-hmm. to do because of somebody that I like. So I get it. I understand. But when your life is on the line and the assassin says that your voice is annoying, don't speak. Just don't. Don't. You could have made it out of there, but you had to open your mouth. I mean, your girl. Unless it's your kid, every man for himself. Exactly. Exactly. And that's probably why I'm not married or have children because <laughs> sounds like I'm because all about me, myself and I. I'm going to think about it. Yes. Yes, I am. So, like, oh my God. But yeah, Gemma, man, you messed up, bro. You could have you made it out of there, but you just had to keep on running your mouth mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have. The assassin said you were annoying. Your voice was annoying and you decided to keep talking. So, I don't know. But, um, Damn. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, we had the 12. Oh, I'm curious. Um, so did they mention another organization? I feel like there's another, like, I don't know if it's like an offshoot of the 12 or if that's what Carolyn, uh, uh, what's his face, Constantine, are trying to mm-hmm. do. Like, I, just all the questions, people. There were literally well, all the had, questions. There's we had the so ghost, many. remember? We had the ghost. Yeah. And so the ghost was mm-hmm. doing this doing the killing and she was very she was a nice killer like she didn't want him to feel pain or anything and it was quick um and i still haven't figured out and god knows if we will ever figure it out was she a decoy or was she you know did carolyn and them put her in there was she because i don't think she was the billionaire killer but then again he hired her to kill the dad but i don't think she was i think she was a freelancer from what i could gather but i could be completely wrong um i believe she was a freelancer yeah, answer. I so, don't think she was a, a organization like mm-mm. assassin person. But I mean, it was wrapped up pretty quickly, and I just can't believe that that's all there was to it. As much as mm-hmm. they teased her, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know. I I feel know, like speaking using people, they get the ghost. <sighs> they've got her chained up in the woods. And what happens? You know, Villanelle finally shows up at Eve's house, and because Eve had lured her there because she needed her for something. Because Eve, the MI6, couldn't make the ghost talk, so they knew Villanelle could. Because she called her the monster, the ghost called her the monster with no face. And you know what? I'm I'm with Villanelle, because Eve should have said thank you. She didn't say nothing. Yeah. Now, Eve, Eve was, Eve, I mean, we saw, we saw evidence of her, um, you know, manipulative, manipulativeness. Mm-hmm. I see a long-ass word. Manipulativeness. We saw signs of that in season one one um you know we just didn't kind realize of like we her relationship it. with her husband we just didn't yeah. realize what we were seeing just quite yet or at least the extent of what we were going to be seeing um so she did she totally manipulated the situation with villanelle and it pretty much every interaction from that point up until really the end of the season she just manipulated the hell out of villanelle and mm-hmm. okay so sorry so speaking of manipulate because you have you know you have Eve manipulating Villanelle, you got Carolyn manipulating uh, Eve, and then Constantine is literally jumping on both sides, because he's kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, dropping enough nuggets and clues for Eve, and then he's on the flip side of that, dealing with Villanelle. So, there's a scene where um, Eve gets a postcard. Villanelle sends Eve a postcard, and Carolyn intercepts the mail, and takes the postcard. 
And so it's like, okay, what did you feel would have happened? Because this is what this I'm because saying. More questions. Thing. Because if she's trying to manipulate, if she's trying to manipulate Eve to become like another villanelle or something like that, she would have just given her the postcard because then that would have really solidified the relationship, you know. Because mm-hmm. Eve would have been like, holy shit, she just sent me this postcard, and the postcard matches the body that we found in Amsterdam. Um you know, it's a calling card for me. You know how she feels about shit that's directed well, yeah. towards her. And that's the thing. It was direct. It was going to her. Um, and the whole thing is Villanelle, in my opinion, knew if she sent that postcard, Eve would come look for her, you know? So she mm-hmm. sends the postcard. Carolyn intercepts it. And they make Villanelle think that Eve's forgotten all about her. And so, you know, she no longer needs to direct her obsession there. But she does because she's obsessed because Eve's forgotten about her so-called. And then when MI6 shows up in Amsterdam, Carolyn and them didn't let Eve go. You know, they sent, oh, what was the pregnant woman's name? I can't remember. I can't remember either. But the pregnant lady. Um, yeah, the pregnant lady. They sent her. And, you know, Eve, uh, Villanelle's watching all this go down. And, you know, Constantine's feeding her like, well, she's forgot all about you. She's moved on to somebody else. And that's where they, you know, hit her with a ghost and all that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how that all connects with everything else that happens in the season. Like, because it, it was just like it was going down one road and then all at once it stopped. Mm-hmm. And then here comes something else. Because I'm like, if there was really a competition for E's attention and we thought it was supposed to be the ghost and it turns out that really wasn't it. It really wasn't the billionaire. And we know it's not the husband. So what the hell's going on? Like, mm-hmm. we could ask this all day. Yeah. Told you, man. The questions. All the questions. It's like, it, it kind of, this show kind of reminds me of game of thrones when it comes to trying to figure this shit out because mm-hmm. there's just so many questions that you your mind you're just you're so inquisitive and you want to know and you're just like well, what about this what about that what about this well this was this and like good shows will throw you know monkey wrenches that are just totally irrelevant to the overall plot and some of this stuff may be those monkey wrenches but at the same time it's kind of like okay after watching season and like really if you really kind of like go back and watch it and kind of um you know examine every episode they never really drop stuff that wasn't irrelevant to the plot you know besides like the comedy aspect of it but if it was anything really about the plot or kind of around the plot subplot whatever they've never really actually put things in there that didn't have some kind of effect or meaning like I, the only thing I could think of is, um, do you remember in season one where um, I don't know what her name is, Nadia? When Nadia sent that, she slipped that note to, for Eve yep. under the door. We never find out what that said, right? Like I didn't miss that, did I? No, we did. Season two, we do get what the note said. Um, what did it say? Oh my god, I honestly think it had Carolyn's name on it. No, it didn't. It had um, the bil- the billionaire's name on it. Um, Oh, okay. Um, the guy, the billionaire that was killed in episode one of yeah. season two. That's right. Okay, I remember now. Um, yeah, we, we might be wrong, which, but okay, it was, what was that about? Was yeah. Like, how does it all tie in? Mm-hmm. We don't know. But yeah, we did finally f- figure out what was on that note. And, you know, forgive us because you know what? We actually just went into this discussion. We've watched season one. I know I've watched it multiple times. I've watched season two. I've watched it through twice. And we just decided, you know what? We just wanted to have a fun discussion about it because we have a lot that goes on in our heads when we think about this shit. <laughs> Very true. Um, <laughs> well, so, 
Now, did we confirm that the uh, the person who killed the old man billionaire was Villanelle? Did we confirm that it was her, or did we it say that ghost, it was the I ghost? Thought. Okay, the ghost. So, yeah, because the sun. Here we had go. Her. Another question. So then, maybe you're right. Maybe she does work for another organization because it doesn't make sense. Why would Nadia, who works for the Twelve, know the name of the ghost or know that the ghost, the one who killed the eccentric, the old mm-hmm. billionaire? And give that to Eve, who's investigating yeah. Villanelle, so that the, mm-hmm. those two don't align. So there's got to be another organization that's out there that we don't know about yet. Or at least we've been hinted at with the ghost, but that's it. Yeah. So, bam. Know, another man. question. Boom. Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. Another question. Write that down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's just, there's just so many questions. Like, you literally could watch an episode, and I would say you watch, like, four episodes, you're going to have at least ten questions. Like, and then oh, watch the, the last, minimum. you know, four episodes, you're going to have, you know, at least 20 questions by the end of that. Because, I mean, even season two, the last episode of season two, after you got over that what the fuck moment that happened, you were like, mm-hmm. like okay, let's, now, some people, you know, they went the side of just, you know, pure anger and didn't really, like, question what was happening. You know, they were just like, it's queer baiting, it's it, it's done, it's a wrap, I'm out, I'm never watching the show yeah. again, blah, blah, And you know blah, what, blah, if they feel that stuff. way... Let them, you know, they're entitled to quit watching because, like I told you, I've quit watching shit before. That's very <laughs> but, true. So have I. The 100? For, yeah, I'm looking at but you. But for me, yep. for you, for a couple of our friends that watch it, and we say friends loosely, we won't be a Twitter. You know, uh, we all had that instant initial reaction of anger, but then we all mm-hmm. kind of stopped, thought about it, started, you know, tweeting and reading things, and we're like, wait a minute, maybe this, this does make sense. Maybe this mm-hmm. is how this is going. We don't know. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I, mean, I, like I said, they that have whole, to give us Bill and Eve together some, at some point. It has to happen because there's too much chemistry between those two women. And the jealousy, my God, that Eve has. Not Villanelle. Let's forget Villanelle. Eve, if Villanelle, like Eve comes in one morning, Villanelle has slept with two women. And <laughs> Eve, <laughs> Sorry. like, you could see her face. Like, she was so irritated. She was like, is there anybody else in here? And she was pissed. And I'm like, well, girl, you ain't giving it to her. I mean, right. let girl have her time. You ain't got no reason to be pissed. You married, first of all. You That's married. Right. So you, got you have no right. You ain't got no right. <laughs> Too bad he didn't have a beard because that would be hitting <laughs> the nose on the head. But, <laughs> but yeah, you spurs. have no right to be pissed. Yeah. You have no right to be pissed. Have you? Oh, first segue. Sorry. Have you seen that picture of Nico or the actor that plays Nico without the mustache? Yeah. That'll freak you the fuck out. It freaked me <laughs> out. I was like, bro, who the hell are you? And then they were like, he was like, yeah, the mustache is gone. Oh, it's back or whatever from some photo shoot mm-hmm. or something. I was like, you look like a completely different yeah, person. Completely different. Like, your face is hella naked right now. And it is freaking me <laughs> out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. But I, we've, I've been drinking. So, I, I you know, squirrel. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Eve, you you have no reason to be jealous or anything, but it's interesting that you are. So it's like, and here's here's another like, and if it is queer baiting and I'm wrong, you know what? Call me out on it. I will admit oh, yeah, when we'll I'm admit wrong. It. But when like, we find, even when we get to the, the like, end mm-hmm. and they baited us, we'll admit it. Yeah, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah, if we got if we get baited, I mean, hell, I watched Once Upon a Time for six fucking years, hoping and praying that Swan Queen would actually happen, and it never. Ever did Rizzoli so and Isles. you know what Rizzoli and not bad another that's like that is the example right there but we watched both of those shows for a lot of years and you know 
if we wrong and it is it is genuine queer bait, queer baiting hell i'll admit when i'm wrong dude if i'm wrong i'll eat my words but it's interesting that they made her be so jealous and so concerned especially when it was just a fling like it wasn't like mm-hmm. there was somebody who was going to be sticking around or anything like that you know so it wasn't like okay i'm jealous because this person you know do what i want to do but i'm so hesitant to do or whatever it's not like that it was just a fling so it was interesting to see how jealous she got and it's like like bro you got a husband you have a mustache all right villanelle is free to do whatever or whoever the fuck she wants so what you getting mad for and then like, when she thinks villanelle's in trouble and she i mean mm-hmm. she blows the complete mission mm-hmm. to run over there to save that woman yep you ain't doing that because you're friends with an assassin, homegirl. That I mean, that's not it. Because it's, I mean, oh my God. I just can't. I can't with Eve some days. I just can't. And, you know, I mean, Villanelle asked her when Eve rushes in. Because, I mean, let's don't get wrong. Villanelle used the safe word. And she knows she used the safe word. Yeah. For um, people, to, for Eve or somebody to come running. And she comes in and the billionaire, you know, doucheman. He figures out, oh, wow. So they've been working together. He didn't see it coming. You know, he was blind to that. Mm-hmm. But Villanelle asks Eve, she's like, because dude orders, he wants Villanelle to work from him, work for him, and he orders her to kill Eve. And you can see, like, this look of panic on Eve's face. And Villanelle goes, do you think I would kill you? And he's like, yeah, I would. And that's the one thing. is like, they're completely fucking honest in that moment. Yeah. And, and Villanelle gets up. What's she do? She kills dude and makes him watch himself die in the mirror. Yeah. She yeah. Because when it comes to Eve and somebody else, she's going to take that other person out no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it, like, speaking of their honesty, do you remember from season one when they're like talking at the end of season one and uh, Eve's like, oh. I think about you all the time, you know? And, uh-huh. <laughs> and Phil is like, I think about you too. I was like, I think about you what too? Especially when I'm masturbating or something like that. And he's like, yeah. oh, is oh. like too much? And she's like, no, just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, oh, my God. But, yeah, they're honestly, they're very, very honest with each other, which I think is hilarious because you have moments like that that come out of this show. Or, or like, season two when she was like, you think I would kill you? Like, for real? I, bitch, yes. Because you was nuts. <laughs> she's like, sure, will. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I question your sanity even if. Is coming, you know, against me. Like I, I question it, you know. But um, their their dynamic and stuff, y'all. If if this turns out to be queer baiting, I will be. I this will be number three. Okay. Yeah. This will be number three of the all time queer baitiest TV shows, at least on my list, anyway. My top one is Rizzoli and Isles. My number two is Once Upon a Time Swan Queen. This would be number three on my list. I, you know, the one hundred. I mean, shocker. I'm. I'm oh, yeah. in agreement with you on all three of those. Yeah. I mean, the 100, you know, it is on my list as far as, you know, very queer baity shows, but it really wasn't queer baiting so much as just a whole bunch Kill of other BS that went. Yeah, it was bury it was your gaze. That was a more bury your gaze kind of moment. But um, yeah, as far as baiting the shit out of people, that those are those that would be a top three moment on I, just, oh, my God, if it if it turns out this show turns out to do that. And I, you know what? I don't feel like they will. I don't know. I just kind of, I mean, in the back of my mind, do I have that thought? Yes, because it's happened so many times before. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, really? I, I don't know. And especially it's BBC America. Like that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of hesitant on it because BBC America did Orphan Black and Orphan Black was wonderful. 
So I kind of am watching you know, right now. Y'all y'all yeah, heard me be why, threatened about this before. Yes, I'm very <laughs> proud of you for watching it. So, uh, hey, look, we did another top list. Actually, our last episode, we did a top three list, and you started watching his movies, but he started watching Orphan Black. So congratulations. Yeah. Um, but I won't say any more. But Orphan Black, there was a time where you know people were so worried because it the show was going on during the barrier gaze, you know, trope, and everybody was kind of scared that the same thing would happen on Orphan Black. And, you know, I don't want to spoil it for you, Annette, because it's so good. But, you know, there <laughs> is that moment where you have... I won't we, tell you we know I'm already in love with Delphine, and I'm already yeah, there, I'm only four episodes into season two. Yeah, so there is a moment where you definitely think that it is possible, but you know they come, they really back in, and you're like, yes, it wasn't what I thought it was. So because of that, I'm kind of like, hoping <laughs> hang on a second. Um, but yeah, like I, in my heart of hearts, I feel like because it is BBC America, they won't do us dirty uh, i don't i don't feel like they're gonna do us dirty because of orphan black i really truly feel um but yeah i don't think that they're gonna i don't think they'll, they'll do it if they do I will we're in good hands is where we're yes. at so well at least capable hands i would say capable, capable. okay no no here's the thing yet because if, if season phoebe two, waller if phoebe waller bridge was still show running this i would have zero worries absolutely mm-hmm. none because I know where that woman was taking us with season one. I mean, she's the creator of this. She knew where she wanted to go with it. Um, and it kind of, it never has been confirmed, but I kind of feel like they thought it was going to be a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, got season two and it's like, oh, well, new showrunner, new writer. Where the hell are we going with this? We got to pick up where that she left off, you know? So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've yeah. got high hopes for three. I um, I know I'm going to watch it. Um. We mm-hmm. know I don't watch many shows in real time, and this is one that I do watch in real time. So when it when it pops back up next season, I'll be ready for it. Yeah, I mean that's honestly like you're at this point. We're both super invested, so it's just you might as yeah. well. If you've been watching the show and you're pissed about what happened at the end of season two, all right, fine, suck it up, just finish it out. And then at that point, after you finish it, if everything turned to shit, I will be right there with you. Being mm-hmm. super angry and voicing my opinions on Twitter about it because at that point it's like there's no there's no excuse there's no room you can't you know open ended leave it to where you could potentially fix your mistake or whatever like in season two you know the end of season two mm-hmm. we have season three to fix anything if you know it isn't what we think it is or if it is what we think it is so we don't have that at the end of season three because that I think that's the end of the show. Um, yeah, just just you're invested. You might as well finish it. So I would say, you know, just keep an open mind. That's all. I mean, that's all you really can do. Just keep an open mind and we'll go from there. We'll see what season three has in store for us and make our opinions after we watch eight episodes of gloriousness that is uh, mm-hmm. killing Eve. Um, but shock, I mean, I, shock us in the meantime. I mean, I guarantee exactly. you there'll be another oh fuck for the first episode <laughs> of season three. <laughs> Oh my god, that was so as <laughs> classic. Was, oh my god, it was wonderful. Um, I don't if you guys don't remember from our our binge worthy shows um episode, but uh the season season two episode one, I had seen it before Annette had, and at Clexicon when we were both together, she was like, "Hey, let's watch it." And I was like, "Okay, sure." I was like, "There's a part in there that it's a oh my god, holy what the hell." you know, kind of moment, and and that's like, okay, you know, and she's watching it, and I filmed her reaction to this holy shit moment. Which I was oblivious to, because I was too tuned into what was going down on the screen. 
But it is. Oh, like, my God. And, like, I just shocked you in the moment. And it's one of those things where you're so shocked. Like, your mouth is just, you are literally agape. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, did I really just see that? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sitting there yeah. secretly filming her, which is just hysterical. I knew exactly where it was going to happen. So I knew exactly when to turn my phone on. I then and... I filmed the, we had the watch party for episode two at Clexicon. And then we watched season, the season two, ep one before. Then we watched uh, two live that night. You know, I made sure to get the room's reaction. And the entire room of, you know, what, 200 people mm-hmm. had the same, oh, like you just see people and hear them go, oh, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're mumbling like, same part, same reaction. I mean, <laughs> shit. It was good too. Is like we had like a bird's eye view because we were so far behind everybody, mm-hmm. so we could actually really and truly see, or on the side of everybody, so we could really truly see their reactions. And hearing that that great gasp, you know, moment was just it was hysterical. But um, yeah, I don't know. We might need to post. Yeah, this. we'll That's post that again. So we'll get that out there. We we'll can see it. But this episode, we'll put that uh, for sure. I think that was a good point to end our discussion of Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, of course, as always, you can find us on our Anchor page, anchor.fm backslash I Can Chip the Pod. Go on there. We are streaming at least nine uh, platforms or apps that you can get podcasts on. Um, Apple Podcasts is one, Spotify. There's a ton of them on there. Um, but you can go on there, pick which one works best for you. Give us a listen. We do have some other episodes. This is our 10th episode. Woo-hoo! Um, and, uh, you know, people are listening, so we do appreciate you guys that are, uh, but there are other episodes on our anchor page, um, about different shows and different topics and stuff. So, uh, check them out. Uh, also you can find us on, uh, Instagram and Twitter at I can ship it pod. Send us a tweet, send us yeah. a DM, tweet, whatever you Instagram, call it on Instagram. Send us I don't something. Know. Yeah. We want to hear from people. Like we're actually pretty nice people yeah, and we respond. Most days. So, you know, <laughs> most, yeah, most days. Yeah. Uh, if you would have asked me if. If I was nice like three hours ago, probably Before not. Before she had a drink. That's very true. But now I'm feeling a lot better. So if you did send me something, I would be 100% behind that with answering. But I would answer if I was mad too because I love you guys. But anyway, um, but yeah, drop us a line. Let us know what's going on. Let You have a, a topic you want to hear us talk about or you know some shows or something that we need to be watching that we don't know about. Please let us know. We are always looking for new content to talk about and discuss because we're just two friends shooting the shit. So the mm-hmm. more we have to talk about, better it is for us to be able to record this stuff. So, um, you know, let us know what's going on. But uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you listening. This is the I Can Ship It pod. And I'm Ashley. And I'm Annette. And that's going to do it. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.